Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. A minute and a half into the game here at Rogers Place. Oil Kings and Ice, no score. Game three of the WHL's East Final. They split the two games in Winnipeg. There are also games at Rogers Place Wednesday and Friday as they go with the 2-3-2 format. Florida and Tampa Bay scoreless going to the third. Panthers out shooting the Lightning 34-15. The Lightning had one goal disallowed on a challenge when they flipped the puck. Uh, Florida flipped the puck up. And the refs thought it hit the glass. They reviewed it. It hit the mesh. So that came off the board. And then Lightning uh, scored off a face-off. But the face-off was won by a hand pass back to, I think it was Kucherov that shot it from the top of the circle. So that came off as well. The Lightning are going for the sweep. Avalanche and Blues playing about half an hour. And the uh, Blue Jays now in a 1-1 tie with the Cardinals. That's in the sixth inning. Oilers and Flames tomorrow, game four, 5.30 face-off show. Puck drop at 7.30. Everything right here on 6.30, Ched. And, of course, the excellent program. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Extended noon to three now on game days. Bob Stoffer's here with me now, watching the ice and the Wilkins. Bob, thanks for dropping by, man. Well, it's great to see you here, Reed. Uh, you know, the Oilers take a lot of the air out of this market especially when everybody's going crazy and what a you know what a vibe in here over the course of these playoff games and unfortunately it, it affects the oil kings a little bit i mean this is some monday night uh, junior hockey crowd in the backdrop of the battle of alberta taking place these are two excellent major junior teams winnipeg's got a lot of talent one of their most talented guys matthew savoy not in the lineup uh, he's out with uh, a suspected shoulder injury he's represented uh, by the sports corporation i know i was talking to a couple of their people last night and uh, they also don't have owen peterson who's uh, been a pretty good player for them as well so two of their top six forwards out of the lineup and uh, evidence got a capitalize coming back uh, you know they won strange series so far they're up 4-1 under control dramatically out shooting winnipeg in uh, game one and and the ice went and scored three goals and forced ot and then a turnover by the what turned out to be the backup goaltender they chased the starter uh a turnover led to the game winner 5-4 oil kings on friday and then on saturday 1-1 game and into the um, third period major penalty from a hard oh here's a turnover goal post wow uh hard Good shot Oil by Pro- Kings goal post. Yeah, good shot by Prokop there. Uh, oh, wow. That was Caden uh, Gooley is the first-round pick of the Montreal Canadiens. Massive hit there. Uh, he'll be in the NHL next season, Reed. Uh, anyhow, bottom line, a major penalty uh, to Jackson. We was a hard-hitting penalty and a player in Winnipeg ended up scoring a couple power play goals on route to a 5-1 win. I, it would not surprise me tonight with those two players out for the ice uh, if the Oil Kings ended up out shooting Winnipeg to the tune of 40 to 25 and Edmonton's got the the, the deeper team uh, they've got the more experienced Western Hockey League team and I would assert to you this is probably the best team put together out of the WHL since the 2015 uh, Kelowna Rockets that Leon Dreisaitl was a part of and they came up one goal short in overtime uh, losing to uh, 
uh, DJ Smith. Was that Sorelli that got the winner? He got the overtime both, he winner? He got both goals in that game. Uh, Anthony Sorelli, DJ Smith was the head coach of Oshawa that year. And uh, Dry Settle was the MVP of the tournament. So, uh, you know, and they, obviously they had Josh Morrissey on that team in Kelowna as well. Because so. both he and Morrissey were traded, right? Was it, was it the same deal or were they separate no, deals? different deals different from deals. Prince Albert. Okay. Yeah, different. Uh, Morrissey went in a little bit early. And, of course, uh, Dry Settle played the first 37 games that year with Edmonton. And, Reed, uh, you would – I think you had just – was that the year what, – what year did you start doing inside sports? Uh, Aiken's first year, 13-14. All right, so you were two uh, year in at that point when Leon came to the team, and uh, I think I don't think either you and me thought he was going to be this good, and he's pretty good. No. So. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, he's... <laughs> we, we didn't think he'd be a Hart Trophy winner. We thought, okay, for sure a 25-goal, 75-point guy, but... Yeah, for sure, like a second, really good second-line yeah. player who was, uh, yeah, probably more of a setup man, and now he's... The, the shock we've seen just blossom over the last few years. So McDavid's been outstanding. It's It's been fun watching him play, getting reaction from fans watching him play. It's all about championships. That's what he wants. That's what all the top guys want in any sport. Um, there, there's certainly been uh, some comparisons, I suppose, to Lemieux and to Jordan, who... Um, you know, I guess more so even in Lemieux's case, like went to a, a really poor, I mean, the Oilers had some tough years. They were never really on the verge of leaving town. Like the Penguins probably wouldn't have been in Pittsburgh if Mario had blossomed there. Fair enough, yeah. And, and they had some disappointments uh, along the way. And for me, a big thing now, for how is Calgary going to try to defend him? Can you defend him? Rob and I talked, and Rob was in Chicago for some of Jordan's years. Um, you know, the, the Pistons stopped him for a couple of years with the Jordan rules. They designed an entire defense just to bang him around <laughs> and, see, and see what they could get away with, even if they had to draw some fouls along the way. I don't think that's going to work in the National Hockey League. I, I wonder what Calgary is going to come up with between last night and tomorrow to perhaps try to limit what McDavid I is doing. Or like, is it even possible with how McDavid is flying lately? Well, there's, there's a couple other factors. Uh, and one of the things that makes it more difficult, I think, for them to, to shut Connor down is Edmonton's got a way deeper team. Uh, last year against Winnipeg, we know they cut to 9-4, and four, uh, and that was the decision of Dave Tippett and Jim Playfair, and the Oilers' lack of depth. I would even assert to you that in the Chicago series, uh, Chicago had deeper forwards than Edmonton, which is why I was so rankled when we had guys suggesting, well, if they don't uh, learn how to check defensively and yada, 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 I'm like, well, they had nine points. You know, Connor had nine points in four games in the Chicago play-in series. It was when Connor wasn't on the ice that that's when the Oilers were in duress. Well, the additions of Evander Kane, and it really started with Hyman in the offseason and then Evander Kane, and they've got a completely rebuilt left side, and the irony is they still have another move they can make here, and we'll discuss that in a second. But, you know, Kane and Hyman, for me, have changed everything because they've given the Oilers – I mean, right now, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is their fifth best forward instead of their third best yeah. forward. You know, like if you take a look at who has the potential to score and who brings the physical impetus and and – so Connor is undoubtedly on another level. Jay Woodcroft, as a coach, has thought outside the box and uh, changed the makeup and complexion of the series in game two when he put McDavid, Dreisaitl, and uh, uh, and Kane together. And the Flames haven't been able to, to counteract that, Reed. And then 
the, the beauty for Edmonton is they can fall back, and that fallback is they've got Nugent Hopkins and Hyman in the next lineup. So I think Edmonton has a deeper team, which makes it increasingly more challenging. And I also think Connor has elevated to a level that he's never played at before uh, in terms of uh, that, that thirst and drive, and it's all very exciting for Oilers fans. Okay, so the other, are you, do you still think we're going to see Holloway in this series? I'm just saying that's a left. I know, I'm sure that's who you were talking yeah, about. That's a, I think it's a left shot option that could be deployed at some point. Okay. If you need more speed in the lineup, right? Like, I, I wouldn't make the, I mean, how can you make the change based on the last two games? So, I well, mean, I've, Reed, I've already done my book and I got the same lineup in my book, but I do wonder whether or not at some point he becomes an option to the Edmonton Oilers just because of the skating ability. Uh, he played pretty well as the playoffs went on down in Bakersfield. We've seen crazier guy scenarios. Who, who would have thought Essa Tickenen would have played in the 85 Stanley Cup final, got to start playing in Philadelphia, or Kelly Buckberger's first NHL game in the 87 final against the Flyers. So that's the Stanley Cup final. So um, I, I do think there's a possibility we might see Dylan Holloway at some point during the course of the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I think that he, he's an intriguing prospect. I, I think that, I mean, certainly he's got the speed. I think he's got the net drive when he has the puck. It's not always easy to do that when you jump into the NHL. I, I wonder, and, and I've heard generally good things about this, that probably for a player of his his age and where he is in his career, he's probably better in his own end than other guys might have yep. been if he's thrown into that environment. Um, but I, I, you're right. Why why do anything when you've scored? What have you scored now? Eight of the last nine goals in the series. Yeah. So you're not you're not desperate. It, for, it, and this is with a power play that has what one goal in the series? Well, two, two goals. That, that, there's a couple storylines here. I mean, the Oilers have tilted the ice five v five. Their penalty killing's been very good for all the. You know, I mentioned Nugent Hopkins is their fifth best player. He's their fifth best player at even strength, but he's he's their best penalty killer. Uh, in, in a pairing with Hyman that's very effective and he does play in the power play so yeah. well he's been leading the forwards in ice time yeah so because of all the we're now up to three, we're now up to three forwards that are over 20 minutes per game McDavid Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins are above 20 minutes Hyman's just under 20 minutes and and again and then Kane playing you know he's playing 19 so there's Hyman and Kane basically each playing 19 minutes a game read and they didn't have those guys they didn't have those guys a year ago and it's completely changed the complexion of the makeup of their team which and, and again i you know matt kachuk talking while well, we're getting beat by one guy well it starts with that guy absolutely but even that guy Connor mcdavid would say uh we got a lot better team here we got a lot more to work with than what uh, and i know ryan uh rishog was kind of working that narrative today that this is uh, it's, uh, he didn't work it on saturday when somebody else brought it up but they're just a way deeper hockey club than they used and it, it's evidenced by the fact that devin shore and chris russell were in the nine forwards 4d uh, deployment last year against winnipeg in the playoffs and they can't get in a lineup right now for edmonton all right oh oh offside almost a breakaway for the oil kings uh, eight for, minutes into the game for gunther for, for gunther who can shoot okay here are you ready for this one we got a quiz for right, sure the queen victoria edition actually wow. has nothing to do with queen victoria okay. on four occasions an oilers player won an individual award while the team was in the world hockey association can you name the four occasions oh this is a beauty this was uh, a buddy and I having a pint or two last week, and somehow this, he was Googling something, and this came up. All right. Well, did Wayne Gretzky get the Rookie of the Year in the WHA in the last year? In 78-79, yes. He won the Lou Kaplan Trophy as the Rookie of the Year. Okay. That's one. 
Um, I won't give you any hints yet. Did well, Jim Harrison had 10 points in one game, but I don't. He wouldn't. Didn't get an award. They for never. That. They never had an MVP. Oh really? Oh Wayne Gretzky won the MVP the last year. No, he did not. It wasn't the last year in the WHA though. An Oiler won the MVP. In 78-79, an Oiler won the MVP. Yes. Oh, I'm gonna feel. Well, was it Dave Dryden? Dave Dryden. Wow. I. See, you have to give me a hint the moment you said, oh, really? And I'm thinking, well, who else would have won it other than Gretzky? So so, the, so then what else would have he won that year? He would have won the top goaltender. So there is. So in 78-79, Dryden got goalie and MVP. So the MVP was the Gordie Howe Trophy. It was the Ben Hatskin Award for top goalie. Former owner of the Winnipeg Jets. Founded, I think he founded the Jets. Yeah. Okay, so there's one other one. And if this one is, uh, I mean, you would remember this player. There's no doubt about it. He also played in the NHL. But I... If you get this without a couple of hints. Okay, you got to give me a hint because. Um, what year? He was in 74 75. Al Hamilton went top defenseman that No, it was. Uh, I don't even know what else to tell you. He, play, he played in the NA. Who was he with? I think he was with. Uh, was he Pittsburgh and Hartford? I got to double check. Oh, so he played after. He played in the NHL after he won this award with the Oilers. Mike Zook? No, but his first name was Mike. In 74-75, and he played with Pittsburgh and Hartford. Pardon me, he played with uh, Hartford and the New York Rangers. Oh, Mike Rogers. Mike Rogers, what did he win? Uh, well, 74-75, he would have come right out of the Western Hockey. So he would have won Rookie of the Year that year. Was he Rookie of the Year? No, he won the Paul Deneau Trophy for Most Gentlemanly Player. Oh. Well, yeah, exactly. Either you know it right away. You have to give me a hint. Lots of hints. I feel shame. I, I, I'm going to maybe give myself one and a half out of four. Uh, I'll give you I'll give you two. It was funny because when my buddy asked me that, for some reason it was in my memory banks that Dryden won MVP. So I said, oh, well, Dryden won MVP. I would not. I, I and then I thought, that. well, Dryden won goalie. But uh, Rogers, I mean, I never would have gone. I, I, I mean, I was two, so I don't even remember Rogers. You know, Dave Dryden Rogers. ended up coaching in the OHL, and him and Bill LaForge had a nasty rivalry going. And it was Really? Not, oh, yeah, it was not good. Like, did they ever fight off the ice? Is that what you're well, saying? Bill Forge, uh, God rest his soul, he fought a lot of people off the ice. When he went to Regina, he suckered. He took a fan outside the uh, outside the building and worked the fan over one time. And uh, oh yeah, he was a scary dude. And there was a, I, I think at one point he was booted out of the Ontario Hockey League. He had red light and green light, right, on the bench. And when it was red light, the fighters weren't allowed to fight. But when it was green light, then it green light. Let's go. Well, Bob, you always have a green light to hop on well, thank you. inside when sports. When you're stuck and can't get somebody better. Well, hol next holiday Monday when I do a show <laughs> and we're in the same building, well, I'm going to pull you on. That may not happen again for a while. I don't think we're going to be here on July 1st. Uh, you know, what are you doing uh, What are you doing tomorrow at 2.35? Yeah, I can come on. You're coming on. Yeah, I might do it for my home connection, though, but okay. I'll come on. All right, yeah. let's do that. All right. Thanks, Reed. That is Bob Stoffer. Oilers now noon to 3 tomorrow. It's extended by an hour on game days. Halfway through the first, no score. Oil Kings and Ice. It's inside sports on 630 Chet. All right, seven and a half minutes left in the first period. Rogers place, Oil Kings, Winnipeg Ice, no score. Game three of the WHL East final. The series is tied 1-1. Oilers are here tomorrow to take on the Flames. You know that Connor McDavid absolutely on fire. 23 points in 10 playoff games. His head coach, Jay Woodcroft, looks at his performance.
for me, I, I get a front row seat to it. I get a nice level seat. Uh, what he's doing is special. And I said this uh, last series was um, he's inspiring every person in our organization to be the best that they can be, whether it's Richard in the mailroom or Shauna in, in HR. Um, you know, he's somebody with the what he's bringing to the table each and every day. Um, it, it is uh, pushing this entire organization and our city um, forward. And um, it's special. Um, and what I see every day that no one else in here gets to see, but his teammates do and his coaches do, is I see someone who's businesslike, who's professional, uh, who's an unbelievable teammate and um, is displaying uh, a ton of leadership qualities. Um, and uh, we're thankful that he's our captain. Well, I know Gene Principe from Sportsnet was double-checking this afternoon. Richard and Shauna, real people, not just made-up names and titles that uh, Jay Woodcroft was throwing in there. So uh, he believes that McDavid is inspiring all areas of the organization. Probably true, and the city certainly inspired by him and the Oilers so far. As the Oil Kings score, rebound tapped in. Was that Gunther, Bob? That was Gunther. Gunther right on the doorstep to tap in a rebound. 5.32 left in the first period. The Oil Kings go up 1-0. We'll uh, keep you updated on this game. And you know, usually on a holiday Monday, we do kind of an entire best of show of some of our favorite interviews uh, in recent weeks. We are going to do one of those in the next half hour of the show. You may have heard it recently. We, uh, a 13-year-old umpire from Sherwood Park who uh, umpires games from his wheelchair. His name's Declan Lord. We'll, uh, we'll get to that and also tell you about a new partnership today between Hockey Edmonton and the Oilers. That's coming up on Inside Sports. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.